0: Hi, I'm Brian Hart.
1: I'm Karen Holman.
0: And you're listening to Cool Sheets. In the coming half hour, you'll hear all about 10 things that we're currently enjoying and using in our lives. Each
1: of us has exactly two minutes to dive in and tell you about one of the things we've chosen.
0: It might be a book, an app, a gadget, a place, anything goes. At the end of our two minutes,
1: boom, time's up and we go back and forth until we've shared 10 Cool Sheets with you. Cool
0: Sheets is all about fun, interesting, and or useful things to enhance your life.
1: We broadcast from. From our studios in Salem, Oregon, on KMUZ Turner 88.5 and 100.7 FM, or streaming online at kmuz.org, every Sunday from 9 to 9 30 a.m.
0: Our website CoolSheets.Cool—yes, that's CoolSheets.Cool—has info about all the cool sheets that we list every week. If you want to find out more details about them,
1: you can also interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Here we go with this week's cool sheets. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen Holman.
0: And I'm Brian Hart.
1: And it's time for Cool Sheets. Yeah, yeah. And I get to go first this week. And I'm a little bit excited because I'm going to do one of those words that does not exist in English. And I like those so much. And, you know, I don't really seek them out. But when they come to me, they become a Cool Sheet. And this is one of them. And it is a word called sisu. And sisu is a Finnish word. And it is one of those uh, philosophical type words, but it's not one of those like hygge was one of those Scandinavian words. It's all about being cozy and there's other ones about being happy. But this one is rather it can be translated to English as the strength of will, determination, perseverance and acting rationally in the face of adversity. It's one of those things that it's not necessarily just perseverance by itself. Like, Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to see it to the end. It wraps in some more concepts that have to do with you say, you keep having barriers that are blocking you from doing it or something like that. And so it has to last over time and it has to have you keep having challenges come before you. So I would say it's more than just, um, and exercise every morning and get up five minutes early and do some stretching or something. It's like, no, like someone is coming in and stopping you from exercising or something. Uh, that's a really bad example, but something like that. So this has been, there's actually a mountain up in the Arctic that is named Sisu because of this word. And it was named by the Finnish, the first Finnish mountaineer that made it up there. And then it has made its way into psychology. So it. a uh, was first introduced at the Congress of Positive Psychology in 2013 and since then it has been brought up again in this sort of action mindset and uh, in approaching challenges which at first might seem to exceed our capacities. Sisu.
0: Wow what a cool word. (laughs) We need that word. I know. Maybe we'd be better at things, or at least I'd be better at things if I had a word to motivate me Definitely. Pinpoint my hangups. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, What I thought was also interesting is that there can be too much Sisu. So it's not like,
0: oh, I also (laughs) dive into that room too, I bet. So uh, that a great goes, word, yes,
1: that goes into a bullheadedness, foolhardiness, <laughs> things like that.
0: Uh, I can't relate to it <laughs> Self centeredness, oh, yeah.
1: inflexibility. <laughs> um, so they do say if you're going to embrace this idea, to use self compassion with it and awareness.
0: And yeah those things sure so Ah, man that's great very cool I always like when you bring those to uh, the show so I
1: like like it when I discover them it's just like oh here's another one yay
0: yeah I wonder have you ever tried the reverse where there's English words that don't exist in other places
1: oh that's such a good idea you know Um,
0: it's just it's different it's a different way to think about something because it's we have that word, so it's just in our livelihood. But I wonder if there's any yes. other place that's like, oh wow, we don't have the word. Like, uh, what was? It? I think it was just in a movie, and there was something like, there is no word for your welcome. Or, or oh, I don't know if it was true or not. Yeah, <laughs> but they're right. like, we don't say. You're welcome. Right. It was a very kind of stern <laughs> place. Like, I, I remember we something just take about that, but... it and we don't say you're welcome, well, which was kind of funny. I, I know. was like, oh, well, that explains a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I do know a lot of languages adopt the English word for a word, and I guess that would oh, be sure. the equivalent. Yeah.
0: They Yeah, because in foreign it. film, you'll hear that a lot. Yeah, they'll just say the English word out of nowhere. You're right. Like, yeah, so it maybe
1: and like rock music is an example in almost every language. I mean, I can't say almost every because I don't know every language, but they'll just say blah 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 rock blah 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 blah. You know, so they just adopted it. Sure, okay, um, yeah,
0: that's interesting. So rock isn't rock music. Rock music isn't mm-hmm. a word in, in other languages. Or, it and it then came there's out of things the like K-pop. Korean pop. they It's all in Korean. And then they just pick random words in English for either their hook
1: uh-huh. or chorus.
0: I'm sure they have the words, but that's the whole kind of charm yeah. of K-pop. Which, yeah. So that's another. And so I just saw The Farewell and they would do that. They were talking. I'll get into the story. That should be a cool sheet. That movie. But she was talking to her grandma. She lived in New York. She talked to her grandma back in China and they mm. speak in Chinese, but at the end, they'd always say, I love you, in English.
1: Oh, interesting. Of this. And it would
0: just was like their thing. And yeah. you could tell that it was just kind of a special way yeah. that meant more because the grandma was maybe one of the only words she knew or something like that. I don't know. It was really cool. So
1: That's awesome. Yeah, language
0: is just so fascinating. Yeah. Sure. I saw the
1: trailer for The Farewell. So is it at it's, Salem Cinema right it's now? It's at the cinema uh. right now. It's
0: so good. I can't recommend it enough. I missed it at Sundance. It won a, a award or two there. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to see it at the cinema. And that's great. it's fantastic. Really, really good. Cool. So that's a little bonus cool sheet.
1: Yeah. Let's see at the that. farewell.
0: <laughs> but my first official cool sheet is it's another food, another breakfast food, and it is homemade Laura bars. So you can buy Laura bars very easily at most grocery stores. But I just like to make things, and this is super easy to make on your own. It's kind of funny because usually when I make things homemade, it's because I don't want to put the preservatives that they have. You know, I want to avoid that. Ballora bars are actually pretty healthy on their own. But I still I just like to do it at home. It's it is cheaper to do it at home and make it yourself. So super easy to make only has five or seven ingredients. It's relatively healthy. It does have a lot of sugar from the dates, but there's no added sugar. So it's that's great. And also it, it lacks some vitamins and nutrients. You wouldn't want to just eat the this for breakfast every day or breakfast lunch and dinner even though they're so good you might want to but you would be missing out on some key nutrients but uh, i'll give you the recipe for my favorite one and it is the coconut cream dream i don't know what they call it something really cool it's a coconut flavored one it's 15 medjool dates half a cup of almonds half a cup of cashews three quarters cups of shredded unsweetened coconut two tablespoons of coconut oil. I add some fresh grated ginger as well because I love ginger and two tablespoons of water. So you just blend in everything except for the dates in a food processor until it's kind of finely ground. And then you add the medjool dates and it clumps up pretty quick. You want to make sure that it mixes up. You might have to take a spatula and kind of get in there and break it up again and then mix it and break it up and mix it because it becomes this big glob really quickly. And then you just take that glob, be careful the blades, Grab it, form it into a rectangle, put it in the refrigerator, let it cool down. It's not hot, but just let it get cold for about an hour at least. Or you can, what I do is I just leave it in there and I cut it when I need it. It's super great. And once you make it, it's super fast, just like the overnight oats. So check out Homemade Laura Bars. And I brought you one.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. I haven't eaten anything today.
0: Well, this is perfect. We can't eat in the studio.
1: No, but uh, you not. can have Ooh. it right
0: after the show. Oh, it so looks this so is my good. second favorite. It's the lemon version because I eat the coconut version. <laughs> I I follow my own advice of what not to do, and I eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> and as a snack. Oh, I will say these do make good desserts as well. So. Ooh. Because it's no added sugar, but it's still sweet and delicious. And so I I, I just feel better when I have that for dessert if I'm craving something sweet at the end of the night. But, yeah, be careful because you can eat them too much because they're easy and cheap and delicious. Yes.
1: Well, thank you. I'm super stoked. Um, and it sounds like it has a lot of protein in it. You have a lot yeah. of nuts and yeah.
0: Obviously, um, if you have energy. a nut allergy, this isn't a really good breakfast for you. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't, yeah, it has. It does have some good nutrients for yeah. sure. Just not well rounded. Yes, of course. So I don't want to make. Make sure that people know that this isn't an end-all or total meal replacement for everything, of
1: right, course. Right, for but,
0: sure. But it is healthy and healthy-ish and very delicious. A yeah. lot of breakfast bars and things like that don't taste great, or they have so many preservatives and calories and sugar added that they're not really healthy breakfast bars. They, right. They claim they are, but they're not. So this is a really good compromise yeah. and, and vegan-friendly, a lot, you mm. know, and, and things like right. that. Right. So.
1: Well, now that I know the ingredients, this sounds perfect for if you're going to go out and do an activity or do something, you don't have a lot of time to eat, but it's going to give you energy. Yeah. And yeah, so it's gonna, sure. it'll give you that sugar, you know, the the plant-based sugar first, yep. and then it has that protein and the fats that are going to last longer. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to go kayaking today. So this is perfect. Perfect. Yahoo. Awesome. I love it. Okay, I'm going to head on to my next cool sheet, and this is an article, and I love this article so much. Okay, so we've got, uh, with evolution, we have uh, Darwinian standards and and these ideas of survival of the fittest, and so this these kinds of metaphors that were introduced, whenever it was, 1800s, Um, are, of course, used all the time in just society of, you know, the strongest is going to survive and you have to fight your way to the top and be ruthless. And that's how you are going to succeed. And I really dislike that because it is not in my nature to be that way. And so that sort of rhetoric in our society sends a signal to people like me that we are not going to succeed. And I don't believe that. And so what I loved about this article is that it is called, and it's all based on biology and science, it is called Survival of the Friendliest. And it is all about these studies done on various organisms, birds, bacteria, humans, that is studying how people work together and that actually species survive better if they are more friendly and they do work together and they help each other. So this was all just um, looking at, it's evolutionary scientists studied these and they started out looking at birds. Oh, and this biology, I love this, this biologist Martin Nowak called it snuggle for survival instead of like fighting for survival. And a great example of that is uh, penguins in the Antarctic. And, and if you've seen anything about the Antarctic, you've seen them, how they snuggled to, in order to survive. But this goes way beyond that. And specifically, he was looking at birds that were migrating and then trying to figure out where to go. And at first, they saw all the birds that were in harsh environments, they had to work together. So they thought, oh, it's a harsh environment. Therefore, they work together to survive. And they discovered it's actually the opposite. The birds that worked together were actually able to go to the harsh environments. There are many, many more examples that are explained in this article. It's really wonderful. I love it. Survival of the friendliest. (laughs)
0: That's so great. Wouldn't the world just be better if everybody snuggled a little more?
1: Please. (laughs) Ah.
0: It's be hard to snuggle with some people, but
1: true, true, and you don't have to snuggle like physically. You can at least just be nicer to each other, please. Yeah, for
0: sure. Boy, oh boy, Uh, that would solve a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah, and just and working together, finding where you have overlap in understanding, and then like, hey, let's work on that together. I'm just so tired of people bitching. I guess about. Everything, ah. yeah,
0: everything, yeah, and it's a good follow-up to your last cool sheet when you said when it's taken to the extreme that, mm-hmm. that word is taken to the extreme, it kind of falls in where we, we where we are, <laughs> yes, survival of the fittest, and, yes, uh, we're, or where some of the United States uh, their our mentality, yeah, where it's a badge of honor too, mm. oh for know? sure, yep, yeah, so that's cool, great. All right, my next cool sheet is a movie, and this is a documentary called Marwin Call. And it came out in 2010. It won over two dozen international awards. It's directed by Jeff Mumberg. And here's the synopsis. On April 8, 2000, a vicious attack stole Mark Hogankamp's memories and left him near death. Unable to afford therapy, he sought refuge in Marwin Call a 6 scale World War II era town he built in his backyard. So this actually became a fiction film by Steve Carell, played the lead. I haven't seen the fiction film, but I heard that it's, it's okay. The documentary is amazing, wonderful, highly recommended, a cool sheet. So... Mark, like the synopsis said, created this world where he customized these army figures, painted them to look like him. One to look like himself, all a bunch of others to look like his friends, his family, his neighbors, and created this world because he essentially couldn't deal with the world around him anymore. He he did suffer permanent brain damage that got better over time, but at the time he just couldn't deal with anything. And he even created this world. He was captured by the SS and they tortured him and he kind of relived his attack and trauma in this world but was able to control it right he was saved by this uh, band of women special ops unit uh, that are Barbie dolls and super awesome and they came and saved him right but he had a scar left with a scar which is where he got attacked on his face it was the same side of his uh, face in real life of the scar of his doll so he created this whole world got my. My time is already up. There's so many other things that, to describe about how great this is. Anyway, check out Marwinkle.
1: You know what's a trip? Fastest
0: two minutes ever. No, Jeez, I really botched that.
1: Yeah, no, but you know what's a trip? Is I was like listening to you, and I couldn't even believe it. When I saw the red light <laughs> flash, I was like, what? Yeah. It can't be two minutes. Wow.
0: Yeah, there's so much more to it because it's other things that I like. He took pictures of his scenarios then opened an art gallery and it reminds me a lot of when i talked about sergeant bananas how he takes yeah. marvel characters yeah, yeah. and makes these realistic photos so he's been doing this forever and some of them are pretty you know he <laughs> yeah they're a little bit fantasy and a little bit maybe socially on the edge of acceptability <laughs> maybe <laughs> but hey it's his it's his world he's like you know everybody wants to have a Body double or and, and that can do anything oh can live for sure. the life that you wish you could uh, so many amazing things and and levels and deep layers that obviously i didn't even get into in this film and his life, and it's just that's fantastic. so awesome.
1: Okay, say the name again.
0: Marwin Cole. So it's okay. Mark, Wendy, and something else is how, how he came up with the name. Oh, gotcha. So it, it, it's all about his world, right? But it became Marwin Cole. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. I want to see that. I want to see that after I see oh, it and it is
0: Yes. And I learned about this because I was talking about Frank to one of my co-workers, uh-huh. The documentary that was a couple cool sheets ago, yeah. or, or maybe it's or it an evergreen. Cool or, yeah. Anyway. So it's streaming on Canopy. Frank is actually on Amazon Prime.
1: Oh. So this is on Canopy.
0: So you can stream it right now for free Mm -hmm. or you can rent, buy, whatever you want to do. But definitely worth checking out.
1: Yeah. This is terrible. I still have not checked out Canopy. You
0: got to do it. Which
1: makes no sense.
0: Yeah. It's free with a library card and you get five free movies and they're all really, really good movies like (gasps) this one. So Uh now you have motivation. Yeah. To go check it out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. My next cool sheet. I discovered this magazine and I love it so much. It is online and you can also get a hard copy of it. Who does that anymore? But if you do, it's available that way. It is, I want to call it science, art, philosophy, but it's sort of everything. And I might list off all of the topics they hit on. This is the thing. They hit on so many different topics, but somehow they make them all consistent. And I'm still trying to figure out how they do this so well. They have all these unique articles and maybe that's it, that they take a topic and they take a different slant on it or something and they do wonderful research. They keep it um, pretty concise. So these aren't super long. And so they're backed with research, but they're also very accessible to non scientists. And and again, it's just a different way of looking at things. Okay, so um, in terms of these topics, I'm not going to list them all, but I'll give an idea animals, anthropology, art, artificial intelligence, astronomy, environment, evolution, fiction, fine art, food, microbiology, memoir, neuroscience, oceanography. Science, practice, psychology, the web, technology. Okay, so we're across the board. And then what they do is they'll pick a theme. For example, in June 2018, they picked time and specifically the science and art of time. And so then they found they went out and they curated writers. They were like, "Okay, I know you know about more of science of time, and you are more you're a musician, and you do, and you're a videographer, and you do a lot of slow motion." And then they got these people to write. And then they said, now write what you know and what you like. And then they submit these articles. And maybe that's why it's so awesome is because they do it that way. And so then there are a bunch of articles that are about smaller theaters have faster music. And it's a, anyway, it's, uh, it's really awesome. I haven't even said the name of this magazine. It's called Nautilus. I'm going to say it again. Nautilus. <laughs>
0: it's funny because the whole time i was like oh i missed the name no you didn't i can't wait until she repeats it at the end
1: no i didn't even say i realized at the end like ah so Uh, yeah nautilus i guess because they're spiraling around and and revisiting stuff they do such a good job i'm
0: very very impressed i think i get a lot of ideas for cool sheets from that you might I'm trying to think if that's the one and i've always kind of wanted to talk about it but i haven't looked at it as a whole uh, before i'm always just mm-hmm. so entranced in one of their articles yes because like they're described. awesome
1: uh-huh and
0: and and sometimes it probably doesn't even make a cool sheet because it's like so vast and like i'm like oh my gosh I don't quite have enough time to dive into all the Mm -hmm. amazing parts of this, and I haven't. So, yeah. But it sounds really familiar now that I have heard the name. I was like, oh, yeah, that really rings true. It'll be interesting if that is truly the one that I'm thinking of or if some other totally different amazing website and magazine. So, anyway. Cool. I think it's the same one, and I do know that that's awesome. Really neat. All right. What was that name again?
1: Nautilus. Nautilus.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: And their their website is clever. They chose Nautilus and then dot us.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. Now I'm almost positive. Yeah. It's the same
1: one I am I, not surprised. I remember
0: uh, uh, that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. My next cool sheet is a podcast, and this is called Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. And I really specifically, actually, for this cool sheet, want to talk about episode 135, and that is with Casey Affleck. I had a lot of reservations going into this podcast for many reasons that I might or might not be able to get into because I only have two minutes. I really liked Casey at first, uh, brother of Ben Affleck, of course, but he is his own person. Uh, I saw him at Sundance once. I had this interaction that was funny that I'll talk about later. Maybe. I'll talk to you about it. But then he, in the Me Too movement, he had an issue, a scandal. And so I kind of soured on him. And then he won the Oscar. And it actually soured me more on him because I was like, you can't pick and choose who's your darling and who you're going to protect and save and give him an Oscar, but ostracize other really famous actors. So it kind of angered me. And I really soured on him even more. Then I listened to this podcast and I... I hesitated, but it really changed. Maybe not my complete view, but it really gave me a cool perspective because it was these two guys, and he also Dax also has a Monica, who's his like co-host, and they talked with him, and they were so raw and candid, and that's what's the best parts about his interview. But you know, he's a human being; he knows he's flawed. In fact, he suffers from depression. of and self-criticism, and all the things that we also suffer with. Now, of course, this is an excuse for any bad behavior, but I really appreciated just hearing his point of view about the whole situation. They did not sidestep it. In fact, the best parts of the podcast is afterwards, he wanted to talk about it more. So they were like, thanks for joining us. You know, great, move on. See you later next time. And he's like, hey, here we are. We're coming back. We want to talk about this some more. And then they had another where Dax and Monica talked about it after that even. It's super great. It kind of changed some of my thinking, which I think is important because of the extremism that you were talking about earlier. So j- anyway, check out this podcast, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, episode 135 with Casey Affleck. <laughs>
1: Woohoo. I have been wanting to listen to that podcast, and now I know what my first episode will be.
0: Yeah, it's a really good one to start. Yeah, And it's funny, I have all of these mixed feelings about celebrities, and mm. and that's why I knew I couldn't get into this on yeah. the two minutes, but you know, not maybe not everybody knows, I go to ants all the time, I volunteer there, uh, this isn't really a humble brag, it's just something really fun and important, and I'm super fortunate to be able to do it in my life, I've done it for now 17, 18 years. And I had this weird arc of how I viewed celebrities. First, I was very starstruck, just like I think a lot of people are when you see them in real life and you're like, whoa, this is a super Hollywood superstar right in front of me. And then I was like, they're just people. And you just realize that they're just people. And and then I got kind of sour on all celebrities because of the pedestal that a lot of people put on them, including myself, when I first started Sundance. And I, but it like got too ridiculous. Like I almost, ah, celebrities. And then I had to remember, again, myself, that they're humans, that they are real people. And so now I've kind of come back. So that's why I didn't even want to listen to this podcast. I'm like, oh, a celebrity talking to other celebrities. This is garbage. I don't care about this. Another thing we need to do is worship about these A-list celebrities. But thats they are human, and yeah. it is cool to hear their real life, their real story, their insecurities, just like we have, their problems. You know, Dax is a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. He's uh, married to Kristen Bell, who I do love because she's just wonderful in every way. <laughs> so she helped me give him a chance as well somehow. <laughs> but anyway, I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah. I like things that challenge my my own perspective and prejudice because I do kind of prejudge. I was realizing that oh gosh, I do judge these celebrities and I think that they think they're hot crap. Right. Even though right. they don't. They actually don't. Some do, no. of course, but suit do some people.
1: No, they're struggling but, from imposter syndrome as oh, well. All the time. Yeah. All the time. It's amazing. And like I
0: said, that doesn't excuse bad behavior. And Casey totally owns up to a lot of it and talks about his phases of how at first he was really quiet and didn't talk about it at all and why he chose that and how he thinks about it now and what he's learned. And he admits <laughs> that it wasn't acceptable what mm-hmm. happened. Uh, even if he has different recollections and opinions on the the details of some of the event, he does you know it 's yeah. just it 's super fascinating and i 'm really glad I gave it a chance. Shout out to my friend amanda hart who 's actually a sundance a friend of mine that I know from Sundance that came up uh, last week and was going back home to Seattle from l a and she 's like, "Oh, you love podcasts, check out this show, and I never would have listened to it if she wouldn 't have recommended it so.
1: oh that 's super cool, yeah, and did she recommend that? Episode.
0: It was one of the ones where she just said, and she didn't even go into detail. She's like, "Oh, yeah." We, I was, I pulled it up, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, that one was really good, and this one was good, good, good." And so I listened to, I think one first, and then I was because I kept hesitating on the Casey one, yeah, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot," and I'm so glad I did.
1: Yeah, I really want to listen to that one because with the Me Too. Movement, which at this point, two years or what are we yeah. going on yeah, now? Yeah, it's two years. I do feel like I have heard a lot of the women's point of view, which is great. But I do want to hear more of the men's side of the story and, and just learn more. Learn more about all the different viewpoints. So that's yeah. great.
0: And he was a super advocate of the Me Too movement. And mm. he was very vocal about it. And then he got an allegation So he kind of had to stop. Wow. You know, and like all of a sudden, all the eyes were turned on him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fascinating story for sure. Cause then he was like, I, like, what could I do? There was nothing I could do that would be considered a good thing at that point. You know, if I, yeah, it's worth listening to. That's amazing.
1: Oh, you know what? I would love if there were two people involved. With you know something that that resulted with a Me Too, and then if they made it to the point, which of course would take time and work, but where they could talk and you know be interviewed or something, and both agree, like yeah, this is what I did, well, and well, this is what happened, and this like that would be so fascinating.
0: Yeah, that it reminds me of that No series that I've talked about yes. before, at the Heart, because she yeah, interviews that's right. people that yes, that. Went too yes. far, uh huh. Her ex boyfriends, even yeah, it's even more of a gray area sometimes, right? So that's that's a good one for yeah. sure. But yeah, it should it should just happen more often, right? That's one that happened three years ago, right? Before the Me Too movement, right? It kind of became popular mm-hmm. after the Me Too movement, yeah.
1: That's what's going to happen with Cool Sheets. Is something's going to happen, and then Cool Sheets is going to be really famous.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep thinking. Uh, yeah, because
1: yeah. that's why we're here. We're just here to get famous off of it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. So I can be one of those snobby, famous yes, celebrities, and then yes. I can yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, full circle times two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then we'll become you know humble again. Yeah, some, of course. Cu- of course. Someday. After we're on the pedestal for a while, we'll first we through. need to be mm-hmm. worshipped. Mm-hmm. If you see what that's like, we have this all planned out. It's <laughs> yeah. outstanding. We should make a little model town. Oh <laughs> we'll yeah, and we will cool play together, world.
1: and we'll paint little. There's a little Brian. There's yeah. a little Karen.
0: Brian lives on the top of a hill with <laughs> trillions of dollars <laughs> and millions of friends and fans.
1: And then,
0: <laughs> then he falls down the hill.
1: Somewhat like if it's okay, anyway. uh, Okay, I have another cool sheet, and this is an app. So, beginning of the summer, I was like, Okay, I'm gonna work out more and I'm gonna eat better because the previous year I'd gained 10 pounds, and I was like, I need to, if I don't, even if I don't lose those 10 pounds, I don't want to gain 10 pounds again. Because, you know, 10 pounds isn't that bad. I could still wear all my clothes and everything. But if you gain 10 pounds every year, um, that could be bad. Um, So I was trying a few things. And um, in terms of apps, um, I was like a little bit skeptical. And I tried some before. And so I tried a few. And this one is what I landed on. And I can't say... Oh, and I'm going to say the name of it. It's called Workout for Women. And... I'm not going to say that I use this every day at all, but I would say this is a great supplement to the other stuff that I'm doing. And also, right off the bat, I wanted to say that there is no reason why men can't use this app. I don't know why they chose that name, Workout for Women. Anyway, if you're male, don't hesitate to try it out if you're interested. The things that I like about this, they have a whole bunch of different things that you can do. and it is So it spans from if you are a beginner to if you're advanced. Um, one of the things I love is that it's it has hit workouts in that. That is the high intensity interval training that I really like. And one of the reasons why I like is that it's really short. So that's another thing is you can base it off of how much time you have. Do you have just seven minutes? There is a series of workouts in there. Do you have 26 minutes? There's something for you there. And then within that time frame, you can either go for, okay, I'm really tired, or I'm a beginner at this, or something like that. So you can choose what level. Or you can say, you know what, I'm really bad at push-ups. I want to get better at them. And so there's one that's all about focusing on getting. Better at push-ups and working up, so super flexible. And one of my favorite things is that if there is a a series like an activity you're not sure how to do it, you click on that and it goes to a video. It shows how it's done and it explains how it's done. That's one of my favorite things. And best of all, it's free workout for women.
0: Oh, well, cool! I was just gonna ask that if it was free.
1: Yeah, so that's great. So a many lot of, of these
0: apps are not free. Exactly, and they're like monthly. Yep. And things like that. And I just I just can't do no, it. No, no. I've got too many monthlies. <laughs>
1: exactly. and um, Or they have some bare bones thing. And then if you upgrade, you have all the yeah. good stuff yeah, that it right. should have anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how they do it for free, but they do. That's really cool. Because I don't remember there being ads. Maybe they're, I don't know. Wow. But it's great. Very cool. Yeah.
0: I have noticed, you know, because I get notifications whenever you work out (laughs) on my watch because we share activity, activity. yeah, which is cool. That really is a cool feature on the Apple Watch, I have to say, because it does motivate me.
1: Yeah, that's great. First of
0: all, I'm like proud. I'm like, hey, Kara worked out. That's awesome. Like, I'm just, you're my friend. So when you work out, I feel happy for you. And then I'm like... I need to get off my butt. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And do something to yes. today. Yes. So it, it it is it does work.
1: Yeah. At first, no.
0: I thought, oh, this is going to be like the competition or the survival of the fittest, right? Literally, right? You know, and and sometimes, especially when I first got it, it was fun. There was a couple friends that I would razz a little bit, mm-hmm. like because it gives you like pre thought out responses like you get the oh, notification right. and yeah. it's like you respond and it's like some of them are like great job yeah like how are you so good and, and some of them are like that was nothing and like <laughs> watch this you, today. <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs> which when it's funny like when you're being tongue in cheek it's yeah. fine but to do yes. it all the time and it could get really awful i know <gasps> Uh, but I have sent those to one of my friends a couple times, definitely as a joke. I think she knew I was joking. <laughs> Usually, she'd say something back, so I think we got. But then I wouldn't. Uh, then I wouldn't do that every time. Usually, yeah. I'd say good job. Yeah. Although she stopped the app, so maybe maybe she got mad.
1: Oh, that's funny. I don't think so. But yeah, I get you. Uh, you're like um, riding your bike to work every day. Yeah, myter all, all like
0: lame. Like he's well, just no. commuting.
1: No, sometimes Big you're deal. like you get up early and run. Sometimes. sometimes it's like good job.
0: And then I hurt my knee.
1: Oh man.
0: Anyway, poor yeah. me. <laughs> okay, that's really cool. I might check it out, even though I'm not a girl. Yeah. I still might check it out. You might. You <laughs> might, might even like you it. know,
1: I mean, it might be too easy for <laughs> oh, you. Oh yeah. It's
0: probably like <laughs> exercises that I shouldn't really do as a man.
1: <laughs> right. You know. I know. Push ups. Yeah. Would you girl
0: push ups though, or maybe right, push ups. Right.
1: Exactly. Oh man. Um, I don't even understand. Hopefully
0: the that. audience knows that I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs>
1: I will say, so I have, I don't know, and sometimes I have pride issues, whatever. I actually refuse in my life to do knee push ups. Like, even if I was, say, I was in a class and they're like, okay, everyone, you're going to do knee push ups. I refuse to do them. And I think it's because of that, that whole, those are girl push ups. I'm just like, nope. So I'm going to do fewer, but I'm going to do regular push ups and I'm going to do them right. I don't know. It's just a thing I have.
0: I get it. Because I have a thing. Or sometimes I do girl push-ups because I'm like <laughs> for the opposite, you know? I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Or I'll do like wall push-ups, which could be considered if they're easier than yeah. full push-ups. So anyway, mm-hmm. but I do it for the opposite reason because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm a guy. And sometimes I'm going to do a little bit less. And that's cool too, you yes. know? And it's not a girl push-up. It's just yes. what you feel like that day or whatever. Right. I'm cool it's, with that. Uh, so, right. It's the name. It's like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's super lame. Mm. Okay, my next cool sheet is an article, and this article is called a uh, letter of recommendation looking out the window. Ah, I love this article. I'm just going to read the first bit to you and even if that takes all my time. Windows are in a sense a power a patch of the world arbitrarily framed. ...from which we are physically isolated. The only thing you can do is look. You have no influence over what you will see. Your brain is forced to make drama out of whatever happens to appear. Boring things become strange. A blob of mist on top of a mountain. Leafless trees contort themselves in slow motion. Interpretive dance. Heavy raindrops make the puddles boil. These things are a tiny taste of the bigness of the world... They were there before you looked, and they'll be there after you go. None of it depends on you. So I just love this description of an everyday thing that is around us all of the time that we don't really think about. And he he goes in to talk about how some people consider the cell phone a window. But it's not. You control that action. You you see whatever you want to see whenever you want to see it. But a window, how different that is. Like, And then he describes all of this. Things just happen, and a world is going on with or without you, but when you view it from the window, you create these stories, these lives. And then he actually goes into, he sees this accident in front, outside of his window, where he sees this guy plow into a fence, and he automatically thinks, "Was well, this guy drunk? He staggers out, he tries to fix it, and then he Shows this whole scenario, talks about this whole scenario and how his worldview has totally changed. All his prejudices and assumptions are wrong. So it kind of ties into my last uh, me in the podcast. So Of course, I gravitated towards this because he was doing the same thing. Super cool article. Check out Letter of Recommendation, Looking Out the Window. That's awesome. He's obviously much better a writer and more well-spoken since I couldn't even read the dang thing. <laughs> Should have practiced that a little more. Uh, that's <laughs> reading it out loud, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's such a cool way to look at something. I love looking at these everyday things in a different way. Ah, I just love it.
1: I know, and it. So one of my intentions this year is I want to look out my window more at work. I have a window at work, but my desk faces. It doesn't really face the window, and part of the reason is then the door would be behind me, and I don't want that either. But I am going to move my desk so that I will hopefully look out the window more and hopefully, like, sort yeah. of capture that. Yeah, you know, check do out, more out that, that article, too, yeah. for a little
0: motivation Yes, and, and supplement to your already cool idea here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool. It's a pretty short article, especially that first part. I could just read over and over. Mm-hmm. Like, his whole story is good, too. Yeah. And the comments are interesting as well because he gets trolls and, and some people that have a decent point. But it's interesting. It's a whole social experiment yeah, in itself. But just that first part is so incredible, even though it's – and it's perfect because it's succinct. It's short, but it totally changes the way you look at yeah. something. Oh, I love that. It's very Ted. It's mm-hmm. probably why I love it. It's just so great. Yes
1: different point of view no pun intended yeah that's great all right I am going to finish off my cool sheets with a couple of videos and these are videos about matcha about matcha tea which has not been a cool sheet so this is I guess sort of a believe it or not because I looked it up. I know (laughs) Brian's eyes are bugging out of his head right now. Um, In any case, I guess I'm sort of doing matcha as a cool sheet. And then also specifically these videos. So one of them is everything you need to know about matcha. And the other one is different ways to make matcha. And so this is Don May. And he has this... uh, YouTube channel Mayleaf and he's explaining this stuff and I just love how he does it and matcha is just amazing in itself how it's grown how it's processed it is stone ground green tea leaves they're made into tea or you can also make drinks out of them like matcha lattes But specifically, one of the things I just want to say really quickly is one of the things that makes them special is that when they are grown in the last four weeks, they are shaded. And so out in the field, they will actually shade the leaves. And there's a reason for that, because the plants respond to the shading. They start essentially worrying like I'm not getting enough sun. And so they start making more chlorophyll and they increase the amounts of thionine that they make. Thionine is an amino acid. It's pretty rare. It's in teas, and I guess it's in one species of mushroom. And so other than that, it's pretty rare. And it's one of these amino acids that controls stress levels in us by increasing um, levels of GABA, um, one of these things. that helps um, stress. It boosts and improves our mood by altering dopamine levels. It stimulates alpha brainwave activities. This has been studied. Brain studies have been done to do this. It helps immune systems. So really great stuff. Has a lot more antioxidants than other high quality green teas and way more than other drinks or regular teas. It does have a lot of caffeine. So be careful about that. But the thing I like about these videos is they go through, they do little experiments on the video and so they do warmer versus colder. They do different ways. Um, they have the there's this traditional matcha whisk, electric milk frothers, and then they do just make shaking it in a jam jar. And then they're tasting it together, and um, it's just really fun if you're interested in matcha and different ways of doing it. A couple of great videos on matcha.
0: That is cool. Can't believe I haven't talked about it. I can't uh, believe it either. Three or four times a week.
1: You know what? I searched our website like, probably three times. Yeah. I <laughs> did like, not believe no it. Way. I know. I didn't believe it. I didn't yeah. believe it.
0: Yeah, I have a really cool source that I'll share. Yeah, for I do. Really high grade matcha. It's from Dr. Weil.
1: Okay. Uh huh. Andrew
0: Weil. He went to. Is it Japan or China?
1: Well, Japan. both. It originated, originated in and China, and now it's like, very Japanese. Yeah, yeah, found
0: a really good source and sells it. So, but he, you, I mean, he's a doctor and very well established. He's mm-hmm. not just promoting it because he sells it, but he just found a really good source that That's no one else great. was selling. So he got it. I have the whisk. I have everything. Uh, I also use a milk frother because it's way easier. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, and it makes it creamier, according to this video. Yeah, and because
0: of the chlorophyll, but also one big difference of why it's so good for you is you consume everything—the leaves, the thing. You don't strain it and then throw the leaves away. Right, you're drinking all of that. Uh huh. All of that because it's a powder usually, and then you mix it in the tea and drink it all down. Super great. Oh, I I love it. All right, my last cool sheet is an organization, and this is the Earth. Innovation Institute. Uh, Boy, this is really cool. So uh, they have three main areas of focus. So achieving land, water, food security, reducing tropical deforestation, and stabilizing the climate. The reducing tropical deforestation is super relevant to me right now because the Amazon forest is burning like crazy. And of course, we went to the Amazon jungle a couple years ago, so it's very personal to me now. It should be to everybody, but I just have that that stronger connection, and it makes me cry. But I want to focus on the positives. What What can we do? What are What are other people doing to help it? The website is so vast. I'll try to go through it. They have strategies. They have pathway to change, partnership and consensus, science and scenarios, social environment governance, aligning policy, markets, and finance. They have different work, so they have programs of science, policy, smallholders, and commodities. They have global initiatives regional initiatives, they have a library section where they have tons of publications, tons of resources including data sets, maps, presentations tools and videos, they have a blog section, they have a news section they have platform sections Uh, each one of these could be a cool sheet and they probably will be, like one of their blogs is Amazon fires what we know and what we can do which I almost added as a separate cool sheet, maybe I will in the future they have Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn pages, so all these resources Again, I'm just barely scratching the surface, but hopefully our listeners will check it out, and I will probably be talking about more in-depth things later. It's the Earth Initiative Institution.
1: That is
0: awesome. They're amazing.
1: As usual, I'm (sighs) going to try to check out every single one of the cool sheets you talked about today. Cool. That that one is much needed. Yeah. I mean, it's always needed. I want to say right, right now, but really, always.
0: Yeah. There's actually, once I dug into it, there is some misinformation about the Amazon forest fires right now. It is tragic for sure, though, yeah. and a lot of it's founded yeah. and and totally true. Right, but there is also misinformation. So it was just good to know. Yes, the facts I, and and what's being fabricated. But
1: yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to ask about that, but we're running out of time. But. Um, there have been. It's not like the Amazon forest is just now starting to burn. No, like this, this has is actually been normal forever. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I just I would love to get more information about that.
0: Yeah. So good resource right there.
1: Great, great. All right. Well, um, that was super fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cool Sheets. You can find out more about all the cool sheets we listed by going to our website, CoolSheets.Cool, and looking for the links.
0: That's CoolSheets.Cool. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave comments for us on Facebook or email us at info at CoolSheets.Cool. Bye.